Hello everyone, Laura here from Mindful Sex Ed. This week we're going to be talking about making your sexual debut. And of course, this is a topic that Lulu and I are both very passionate about, so we're actually going to break this up into two parts. The first part is going to come out today, of course, and then later in the week we'll release part two. And then starting next month, which is May Masturbation Month, all of our episodes are going to be related to one of our favorite activities. So I hope you enjoy these episodes and uh, we'll catch you in May. All right, everyone, let's get into it. Hello friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.Life, and this is Mindful Sex Ed Back to Basics. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, the Tickle.Life in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you doing today, Lulu? Hello, everybody. Happy Eve week before May Masturbation Month and Mental Health Awareness Month. And my birthday's on Thursday. Yes, so happy, happy birthday, birthday to me. <laughs> yeah. Send Laura all your dick pics. She'll take them. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's been so long since I've gotten one. Um, <laughs> We're going to have to flood your, your DMs. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know if I'm, if I'm ready for that. But... I'm not a fan of the unsolicited dick pic. Oh, you know. People have made people have made big things from that whole books that have been dedicated to people in you know, That's so. that's true. Maybe all right, if if it's sent to me, maybe I'll use it for art purposes. Yes. <laughs> so be prepared. Know that going in. Um. That's funny on so many levels. <laughs> If you'd like a penis portrait. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So t- today's topic is how to prepare for your sexual debut or preparing for your first time with sexual intercourse, most widely known as losing your virginity. And we're going to get to why that term is a little bit tricky in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go over how to prepare for your big moment the best positions to do for your first-time sexual experience, and how to provide aftercare for you and your partner. Now, a lot of this discussion focuses on penetrative sex, vaginally or anally, but we want to recognize that penetrative sex is not the only way to have sex, and it's not the only way that everyone loses their virginity. Mm -hmm. So we are trying to make this discussion inclusive, but, you know, a lot of the information is going to be kind of focused on penetrative intercourse. As a disclaimer, we are not doctors or therapists, so if you are having any medical or mental health issues, please seek a qualified professional. We're not giving out medical advice. Yes. Okay. Maybe Lulu would drop in about her first time. Aww. (laughs) Caring is caring, isn't it? Yes, yes. And I think you have a really unique perspective about (laughs) how how that all happened 
and it was a very positive experience so i think that's good oh, to share oh yes <laughs> And, you know, I'll talk about some of my stuff, but check out episode four, where we kind of get into that. So actually, in that episode, we discussed why virginity is really hard to define, because everyone has a different threshold for what counts as sex, or what behaviors count as sex. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, that also translates to, like, what is loss of virginity? Sometimes it, to some people, it means if you've performed oral sex, it might mean even if you've masturbated that you've lost your virginity. Most likely and most often, losing virginity refers to having penetrative intercourse for the first time. But again, this is not a universal definition and someone's virginity status is very personal. So I talked a little bit before about why the phrase losing your virginity or something like popping your cherry, um, and other similar terms are not really that great. When you have penetrative sex for the first time, you don't actually lose anything. You're not giving anything up. You're not losing a piece of yourself to someone else. You are still a full person regardless of whether you've had sex or not, and sex is not tied to morality. Sex is not tied to your value as a human being. Also, the phrase popping your cherry, which, ugh, gross yeah. implies that something is being broken during vaginal or anal sex right. the hymen is not a reliable indicator of virginity it does not pop or or rupture during sex vaginal some bleeding people don't even have one exactly yeah some people don't even have one so uh we talk about it a bit more in episode four but just briefly the hymen which is like a thin piece of tissue that surrounds the um, vaginal opening it stretches out over time so by the time that you are ready to have sexual intercourse, the hymen is really kind of a negligible issue. However, you might see blood during the first time you have sex, but that can all bleeding can also occur at other times you have um, sexual intercourse. So it's likely an indicator that you didn't use enough lube. Um, you get some micro abrasions due to due to friction. It has nothing, or likely has very little to do with the hymen. However, if you're having any vaginal bleeding or anal bleeding, please go visit a doctor, okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so before we move on, Lulu, is there anything that you wanted to talk about regarding, like, awkward phrases for, you know, uh, just, making I, your sexual I, I don't like when people say they took it. Like, mm -hmm. someone took your virginity. They took it. Like, that seems very aggressive. Yeah. It seems very that you weren't... Um, a real part of it, I would say you surrendered it. Like if you surrender your car because you didn't want it anymore, you, <laughs> you know, like I don't want this anymore. So you can have this now. Mm. Um, I just feel like the sense of taking seems real uneasy. It makes me it, feel like something unwanted. It signals and, a lack of consent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. it was real one sided. Yeah, I took it. Oh, did you? Wow. Okay. Well, exactly. Well, I wasn't offering it, but um, <laughs> right, Went right. On and took it and did your jazz. It is right. Got it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then one last thing about popping your cherry. As we said before, sex first time sex does not always include penile penetration. So, mm -hmm. if there's sex between two vulva owners. That could include acts like oral sex and fingering um, right. and other forms of stimulation. So there's no popping happening. So it's a really right. kind of 
heteronormative mm -hmm. gross phrase um to refer to first time having sex yes so a phrase that um has started to become more popular and that i really like is making your sexual debut i believe the the person to kind of coin this term is at thought underscore bug underscore on Twitter. Um, that's their handle, and we'll link to that specific tweet. But uh, they say, quote, losing or taking virginity. It turns sex into an object. It places, places pressure on the decision. You don't actually lose or take anything, question mark, mm -hmm. versus sexual debut. It's exciting. All the focus is on you. And it suggests a musical number is involved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I find really delightful. You know, and on our end, you know, of course, sexual debut does not necessarily have to be just about penetrative intercourse. Right. But generally speaking, it's a kinder and more positive term than losing your virginity, right? Like, nothing is lost. Or sexual debut taken. <laughs> or being taken. Exactly. So as Lulu said, like her analogy is surrendering, which I think is kind of lovely. Um, and it's like this this uh, emphasis on like the vulnerability involved, um, and you can have like a mutual yes, exchange. Is. Yeah, yeah, I think that's quite lovely. And for me, I kind of think of it as a gift. You don't feel incomplete when you give someone a gift. Gifts can bring you closer together. Gifts can be given at any time and are very thoughtful. And you know, for me, like. I, I might see it as a gift, which I find a little bit, you know, which I find special. But if you don't have a special connection to your first time, that's totally fine. Not every first time experience for anything that you do has to be that special or important. So the bottom line is you determine how you value this experience, not someone else. Absolutely. And take away what you can from the experience. If you felt like your first time was not quote unquote what you thought there was going to be fireworks and you know there was going to be a band playing because this is what you've heard it was supposed to happen if that didn't happen maybe it was an uh, off-broadway musical number as opposed to a main stage production right <laughs> so what you would what i would recommend for anyone to do for that is take notes what about the experience did you enjoy what did you not enjoy? What is absolutely something that you may not want to try ever right now, or maybe like not at all? And then build from that. Mm -hmm. Know what you do and do not want. That's your baseline to say, mm, yeah, I can't take that. I was in with this, but that, yeah, no, that's, that's a no. That's red flag. We're not going to do it. I love that. I love that. I think that's so important because anytime you have sex with a new partner, it is the first time. You know, yep, it's exactly so. Yeah, you have to learn from those initial experiences. I think that's great. That's that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, actually, so do you want to do you want to share your first experience oh, and then? Yeah. I love that. I love that story. Oh, <laughs> it's a great story for me. Um, you know, for me, it was you know it was different. It was like um. For me, it was special in a lot of different ways because me and my best friend, we lost her at the same time to two best friends, right? So we always do something together. And so that was no different. That's Not in the same room. Let's not do all that in the same house. Sure. But, uh, but that's, a bond, that's like a cool kind of bonding moment. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I learned a lot from that experience. Number one, and 
We've talked about it in episodes prior. Size matters to the individual. Individually, not as a collective. Mm -hmm. So I make that very clear. Individually, the size that's comfortable for you and your vulva and your vagina matters. So for Lulu, the size that works for us over here has to be a seven or better. That's just what we require to ride this ride. And that's it. There's no judgment on no one who wants a six. That's their standard. That's not mine's. So we're not going to yuck anybody's yum because it's what fits for you. Mm-hmm. That's how my journey started with the sun. I said, well, we can't go any lower than this because that worked. It was good. It had good girth. Things I didn't like. The person asking me to say their name, telling me to spell it. I was like, what are we doing? A spelling bee? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, why are you having all this conversation? And there was even conversation about, oh, did you hear I did it with your friend from school? She couldn't take it like you can. I'm like, wow, is this all happening right now? And so all these things are taking out. Don't talk to me about other people. <laughs> wow, in the act. Don't ask me to start spelling things. We're not having a spelling bee. Don't you know your name already? Like, it was just so confused. Like, Wait, that's a that's a unique request. Spell your name. Like, you look, there's so much going on. Right. Why do you need to listen to Hello. Okay. What I did appreciate <sighs> is that the person did listen and I was like, hey, don't don't rush it now. Take your time. This is a delicate system here. And they did. I was like, oh. And once it entered, they waited. Are you good? And proceed, and then all that craziness was. I'm like, oh, okay, we could have just not did none of this, <laughs> you know. Another experience is that when you're somewhere, anywhere, right, where you may have been in a house with other people, people should really make like a sign or something or like a cuckoo sound, and because then the friend comes, they're already done, we weren't done, he's standing over, so you guys are not done yet. I'm like, where is the respect at that you should, this is my moment now here, and you're interrupting because you were done already? I don't get it. What are we doing? Have respect for the other person, you know? Come in, come in courtesy, folks. Whoa, knock on the wall. Hey, you guys good? It's good thing I didn't fully undress, right? Because that wasn't the thing that I did. I was like, no, either bottoms or top. It's not the both of them. We didn't even get the whole show here. Sorry. And so you learn from those things. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. But that's what it was for me. And so those kind of staples is where well, we are where we are now. And I can advocate all the time what I want. Hey, listen, I can't really deal with that. It's not up to my standards, but I like... Again, I used to have measuring tape. Okay. And people just love to whip it out, you know, in the 90s. They were like, yeah, I'll show you my dick. Sure. Okay. Let me see it. They just whip it out. Got a measuring tape. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm, just to make the cut. I'm sorry. And then obviously I have an application getting to know you before I fuck you. So there was a whole thing. There was a job. This is a job. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, not all the work has made the list. And so that's okay. Yeah. Because so, I don't settle, <laughs> and neither should anyone else. So <laughs> over, <sharing> sex. <laughs> overall, like, how do how has that influence that experience, both the positives and the negatives, influence your sexual journey moving forward? Like you talked about advocating for yourself, but is there anything else that you really? I think that's the most important thing for me: be able to say, "Hey, 
you know, don't move in too fast. Mm-hmm. You're moving a little bit too aggressive, you know. Again, I didn't have um, an issue like some people do after there was no bleeding for me because I made it very clear. When it was so, uh, 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 slow that down there. <laughs> you know, so I spoke up. I just didn't let things just happen. You know, and I think a lot of times, and no judgment on anybody, it's hard sometimes to kind of say what it is that you want to say without thinking the other person is going to feel some kind of way. At the end of the day, this is your body. This is your vessel. You only get one. And so if you feel like something is happening that you don't really approve of or not comfortable with, you have to speak up. And if the person who is doing those things with you doesn't understand it and gets upset because you're saying, oh, well, can you kind of change that position? Can you not be as aggressive? Then they don't need to be in your vessel. You're worthy to be treated properly all Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. And I took yeah. that away from that. Absolutely. That's that's super important. And I think because, you know, at least in the U.S., um, first time sexual experience is pretty young. It's usually in, their, in yes, your teens. Yeah. You don't learn that communication mm-hmm. beforehand. Like in sex education in school, unless you're doing like a special program outside of our traditional education system you don't learn that you can advocate for yourself during sex and that's so critical because it prevents injury it prevents Mm -hmm. discomfort it's you know it it can help with your mental health if the experience is you know is is working for you and you you have that confidence to say hey i need you to take it easy and off, I think too, you know, we learn that so much later in life and not having that voice until you, it kind of clicks for you. Like, oh, I can request, I can demand, I can right. clearly articulate, like, this is what I want to happen. It's, I, I feel like it leads to a lot of bad sex until you start learning communication is such a powerful tool. So yeah. And then, you know, learn people, it early. Yeah. People have talk about this, it early. Yeah. They have all this guilt, like, oh. I should have never said, well, we could have had the option to say no. Mm-hmm. But like, if you, my thing is, and we're like a little bit going off the rails, but if you're with someone and the experience was not pleasurable for you and you just complain and complain, why do you go back for seconds? Mm-hmm. It's like going to a buffet and it made you have a stomach virus. Why would you go back to the buffet? Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Just don't go back there. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's pretty, that's like important to emphasize right now. Like you don't have to stay with this person forever, especially to anyone who's, you know, a, on the younger side of our listenership. Mm-hmm. Like these are lessons that if you learn them earlier, it leads you to have a better sexual future moving yes. forward. You have you know? less, less, um, uh, regrettable sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people going to therapy to talk about their bad sex lives, and that's you know that's unfortunate. No. <laughs> okay. So, how should I prepare for my first time sexual experience? Sometimes you can't prepare for it because you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know, in 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 my case, we knew. 
they were coming over, we straightened up, you know, we went back and freshened up, you know, even though we weren't sure, we still mm -hmm. made it think just in case it happened. But mm -hmm. a lot of times we are not sure this could be our first sexual debut and you could be like, no, 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 no. And then it just happens. And so what happens there? On the other hand, mm -hmm. if it's your first time with a new person, then you're going to go all out. You make sure it's nice and thin. You may trim it up, whatever you need to do. You may do some Kegels um, to make sure it's nice. And, you know, and can you just out. explain what Kegels are for our listeners? So for Kegels, for our listeners, or that is our tightening of our um, vaginal walls so mm -hmm. get that grip that everyone likes to talk about the grip thing cardi b talks about it yeah <laughs> in wop <laughs> yeah what they grip yep, yep and um but it's important for your vaginal health because you don't want to have vagina prolapse when it like falls out so you don't want to mm -hmm. have that so we need to take care of our vaginal walls from now and do those kind of exercises but I think it's just the grooming on both ends, right? Because no one really, and again, you know, we don't want to feel like we're just talking about penetrative sex, but that is the baseline. And, you know, we always talk about baseline and we always dive in. But baseline-wise, hello, penis owners, make sure you come correct too. Don't come with salty balls and, and penis, yeah. you know. Clean. Dirty fingernails. Oh, God, or long fingernails. Ooh. Yeah, that's part of the clean. Just part of the that's part of that preparation. Like, don't do that. Yeah, come with a nice new condom. Make mm. sure it ain't been sitting in your wallet, heated up, sitting on your butt because it's no good. Get a fresh one out the box. Check the expiration date. Or, yes. as a matter of fact, vulva owners bring your own. Because mm -hmm. I used to carry my own all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I have mine. We're good. <laughs> And uh, in our in our STI episodes, we talk about all different kinds of mm -hmm. barrier methods and stuff. So if you need recommendations, you can go check those episodes out. And for even sure. for oral, we have some amazing new um, oral panties that we'll link in um, in the show notes from one of our cohorts from Sex Tech School. So amazing! I actually got some in the mail. I'm gonna try them out. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I think I think. That's all really important information. Um, and just to kind of add on to that, mm -hmm. you know, first, I would say manage your expectations, right? Like your first time experience hopefully will not be the best sex you ever have. But right. it does not mean that that experience has to be painful or uncomfortable or unenjoyable. Choose a partner that's going to respect your boundaries and make sure to have lots of lube. Mm -hmm. Lots of lube. We have no, three. No spit. Please, I just no spit. Have some flashbacks oh, yeah. this weekend when someone kept telling me we don't need to buy lube. I just use spit, and I had to like Ugh. stand over there, stand over there. No, <laughs> and, I and then I regrouped myself and became professional, and I educated him, and he was like, "Oh, I got don't no, 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 no spit or not spit only have mm. lube. Yeah, have lube. We have three episodes about yeah. lube. This Become educated about yes. lube yes um it's, <laughs> it's critical whether it's your first time or your ten thousandth time mm -hmm. lube yes okay also you know you want to relax and go at your own pace and we talked about that with you know your your own experience if you've never had anything in your vagina or your anus you might want to practice with a toy there are beginner anal and mm -hmm. vaginal dilator kits that can help yes. you 
graduate to the size of the penis. You'd want to start small and work your way up. And okay, maybe you're not comfortable with a toy. That's fine too. You can use your fingers to start exploring the area and getting your body more acclimated to that kind of touch and texture. And if you're not um, comfortable with the bare hands, again, you can put a condom on. We exactly. have finger condoms that you can mm-hmm. use, the little lube on them, and see mm-hmm. what works for you. Are there any dilator kits that you would recommend? They, first have, time? A, they have a really nice one from Calixotic. Um, Blush and Calixotic have two really, really nice ones. Um, we will share them in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And some anal uh, starter kits. Um, I know Aneros has some really nice ones. And uh, two other companies, again, we'll share them in the show notes, and I believe they're on the website. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so, you know, you'll get to learn the forms of penetration that you like and don't like, and this helps you become more relaxed and confident when you're in the actual moment with your partner. Mm -hmm. So for penis owners, you might experience something called premature ejaculation during your first time. This is totally fine. Your penis is going to be super sensitive. You're nervous. And you're really aroused by what your partner's doing. So it's uh, not unexpected that that might, you know, really uh, turn you on and, and make you uh, ejaculate a little bit faster than you would necessarily want. Exactly. It happens. There's nothing to worry about. There's always round two. And your partner really shouldn't be shaming you for that experience. Mm-hmm. So, Lulu, do you have any tips to help with uh, premature ejaculation for the first time? So, um... If you feel like, so in talking to a lot of penis owners, what they would say is if they know they're going to someone new or it's going to be, you know, that quote unquote first time, they kind of get that one out the way and kind of just rub that one out. Mm -hmm. And then maybe if they have some education, they may put a cock ring on to keep it up. If they're like, you know, if time is kind of tight in between when they released and when they're supposed to meet up with that person. So you can kind of take into consideration those kind of things. Again, if that doesn't happen, be let please be understanding with whoever you're with. You know, take it as a compliment. Actually, that you all excited to see all this that you just can hold it in. Take it as a compliment. Don't be like, oh wow, no, because guess what, vulva owners. We've already come too. They just can't see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really, guys are cheating, and that's not fair. <laughs> so sure. And then you know, if if it's a if you feel that it's a recurrent problem, because like the pre the the term premature ejaculation is a little bit subjective, right? There's not like a set time, or you know, it's just it's you're you're coming earlier than you want to be, right? You can do things like stamina training that can help you, um, but that's a little bit more advanced and you you know, yes. really need to be educated in order to do that. But there are a variety of different ways that you can um, work with your body to help prolong that experience. Listen so. for all those tips all next month for me, masturbation. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, next up we have choose the right lube. Again, three episodes about lube. We are very passionate about lube. Absolutely. So if mm-hmm. we're going to go vaginal for your first time, either vag to vag or vag to penis, water base. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do penetrative for anal, silicone or hybrid. Those mm-hmm. are your best choices. 
non-scented. Don't need a whole glob of it. If you're a person who doesn't like to maybe put it in, you know, with your hands, they have lube shooters that kind of look like um, little syringes and you pull oh, the lube in there and you can insert. And so you get an even coat all the way around. That's interesting. I didn't know that existed, but that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Got them lube shooters. Okay. okay. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And again, we have recommendations for all those different types. So don't be ashamed if you need to use lube. We all need it. Reapply when necessary. Advocate for yourself. Advocate for your partner. Lube, lube, lube. Yes. All day. <laughs> and, you know, we talked a lot about physical preparation, but there's also, you know, a, a mental health component mm. to it. So, again, we're not therapists uh, and, you know, we're just kind of talking about things that might work for us. So I would say know yourself. You determine when and how you're engaging insects for the first time and if you don't feel ready you don't have to force yourself yes. to go through with it yes mm -hmm. uh, yes do not ooh, do not just do it because you feel like everybody else is doing it because guess what a lot of times they're not they're mm -hmm. just saying it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i did not go out the age i was and have sex because I heard da, 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 da. no. Actually, in my set of friends, I was the first person. <laughs> you know, um, but that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I picked that person because he was already experienced, and I felt like if I was going to do it, I wanted to be with somebody who already knew what they were doing. I didn't want a lot of fumbling, <laughs> so we went with an experienced provider right but you know you just have to know what's going to work for you everybody's time is not the same mm -hmm. you can be one age and be ready and that same person next to you be the same age and not be ready at all and not because you're doing it they're supposed to do it to you not because we're all friends or whatever the case may be because one is doing no and again don't shame your friends if they're not or even if they are Oh, you're having sex already? Oh, you're not having sex already? No, because each person's journey is different. And we have to respect that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They know when they're ready. They know when they're ready. Okay, we're good to go. Absolutely. Let's go on this ride. Yep. So we have Lulu on one end of the spectrum and me on the <laughs> other end of the spectrum. And I, you know, as, as you've, if you are a longtime listener, you know already. <laughs> if you know, I, you know, and that's it. Exactly. If you want to know, go listen to the episode. <laughs> right. We need to we need to boost our listeners. Uh, <laughs> but I, I haven't made my sexual debut yet and I'm gonna be 31. So you know, it's that's not for me, it doesn't feel ideal, but I'm embracing the journey and I know a lot about sex now mm -hmm. because of what I do. So all prepared. They're gonna be in um, trouble. <laughs> saying just saying look i was already uh i was already like asked if uh if guys find me intimidating because i do the podcast and i'm like again it's all theory no practice like you'll my my kind of favorite line about it is like you will be the best i've ever had because you're the automatically <laughs> you will be the best sex i've ever had and you can take that with you for the rest there of your will life. Be, there will be a lot of notes. 
That's true. That's true. I mean, I do have a background in theater, so if it's going to be a musical number, like <laughs> it's going to be Cat or Les Misérables. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's hope it's not Cats the movie. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I haven't seen the movie. Then okay, well, well, it's like we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that fam- alone. famously uh, a complete disaster. So. <laughs> Hopefully we're not on that spectrum. We want the we want the Broadway one that was on for like twenty five years. We want that one exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah, so uh, next up we have like talk to people who are more experienced, um, and that you trust won't shame you for mm-hmm. wherever you're at in your sexual journey. And you know right. we just kind of talked about that, but like talking through the process with someone who's been through it before, who can give you practical advice who can help you have some perspective help you feel comfortable with where you're at like that's really Mm -hmm. valuable and then lastly communicate with your partner Mm -hmm. right like tell them that you know you're maybe not so experienced i mean you know it's everyone's it's up to you whether or not you want to disclose that that sex will be your first time or not but i would say you probably should tell them because then at least they can accommodate you in you know the various ways that you may want to be taken care of and if your partner is like well i don't want to be your first well that's on them and then they're not then it's not someone you really want to be anyway you know thanks for stopping by your application will be deleted now have a nice day bye even if it's your first time after you know some time because i used to take Mm -hmm. six months sabbatical like, I'll be like a bear. I would hibernate until springtime. There was no sex in which time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you when it gets warm. And then, so, you know, you go and you take your nice soap baths and you get you all jazzed up. And it's like, bloom in spring. Here we are. And that's that. Yeah. It's going to be new again. <laughs> There's actually a really um, cool episode um, by Matthew Hussey, who's kind of like a, a relationship coach. Mm-hmm. That's what he would describe himself as, where he answers a question of a woman who, I think she had a divorce or something, and she's been basically celibate for 18 years. Mm. And so, like, not quite the same as um, having sex for the very first time, right. but 18, like, re-emerging Almost, into, into I mean, yeah. that's you know, that's a pretty big deal. And he talks about why, you know, this really doesn't need to be a huge deal and he's like provides mm-hmm. a lot of really supportive and interesting advice so we'll link to some of those episodes too that i think you know uh and he, he's providing you know a, a heterosexual male perspective which some people might find helpful you know wherever you're at with your journey however long it's been if it's your mm-hmm. first time if you encounter someone who shames you for that experience and you you know you're trying to be intimate with them and, and they're like then they don't need to be vessel. near you Mm-mm. They're not mm-hmm. worthy of your temple. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's all for this episode of Mindful Sex Ed. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, please email us at podcast at tickle.life or reach out to us on our social media accounts. We are at Mindful Sex Ed Pod on Twitter and Mindful Sex Ed Podcast on Instagram. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. Reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are particularly helpful in getting us out there. Sharing is caring, so please send this episode or any of our episodes to a friend. Lastly, check out all of the podcasts on the Tickle.life network and visit Tickle.life for all of your mindful sex ed needs. 
Goodbye, everyone, and we'll see you in a couple of days with part two of Making Your Sexual Debut. Bye. Bye.